Welcome to Tamimi Talks, an insightful podcast series on the latest legal news and developments across the Middle East and North Africa. Hi everyone, thanks for joining us. I'm Nick O'Connell, a partner in Altamimi and Company's digital and data team. We're a technology, media and telecommunications practice and we handle a lot of media related work including advisory around digital streaming platforms. Today I'm speaking with my colleague Margaret McKenzie who sits in our Kuwait office and we're going to be talking about online streaming regulations in Kuwait. So in this episode of Tamimi Talks we're talking about the media sector in Kuwait and particularly focusing on that streaming element Um, and hopefully this is something that is of relevance to you. We'll first talk about the media regulatory landscape and then we'll briefly talk about some examples that we've encountered. So on that note, Margaret, how are you today? I'm doing well, thanks. How are you, Nick? Good. Now, I read your law update article recently. The title of it was Online Streaming Activity, Legislative Ambiguity in Kuwait. So I thought it was a good article to talk about just to help people understand what's going on in Kuwait in the streaming platform regulatory space. So that's why we're here today. If we sort of start at the top, can you paint a bit of a picture about the market? Like what are we talking about when we talk about streaming content in Kuwait? Is it popular or not particularly popular or what do you find? Absolutely. So Kuwait uh, is, it's extremely popular. And there are an increasing number of individuals using internet services here in Kuwait. Uh, For instance, last year alone, there were uh, 4.25 million social media users in Kuwait, exceeding 99% of the total population. So there's an accelerated use of internet and online streaming services, and it's very, very popular here. So what's what's the population of Kuwait? Are we talking like 4.3 million or something? total population and and you're saying that most of them are active on social media? Yes, almost all of them. I mean, uh, a number of people after COVID left the country, but those who were left tended to spend much of their time online and using online streaming services. So it's very popular. Yeah. I mean, that sounds similar. I don't know the stats for Saudi, but it does sound very similar in the sense that I understand that Twitter is hugely popular in Saudi and also YouTube. I mean, I guess similar demographics in a way. Now, in terms of the general landscape for media content, can you perhaps give us a bit of a a potted summary of the the players in the market in terms of the, the regulatory authorities? Who's responsible for this type of thing in Kuwait? Absolutely. So there are a number of authorities uh, with respect to the supervision, monitoring, and regulation of online streaming services in Kuwait. And they include uh, the Ministry of Information. So they are primarily responsible for issuing licenses and approvals for entities operating in the media sector in Kuwait. And so this includes uh, media content production. And then there's also the Communication and Information Technology Regulatory Authority, or as we refer to it, CITRA. And so uh, CITRA was established recently um, by law number 37 of 2014, and it also has executive regulations, and it's Kuwait's telecommunication regulator. So it oversees the telecommunications sector, 
monitoring and protecting the interests of users and service providers, and uh, basically regulating telecommunication networks and services, including internet content in Kuwait. And so they can uh, look at any kind of unethical, illegal, or abusive electronic content and block or unblock. If the content is uh, wrongly deemed as prohibited, they can unblock it. But if it's unethical, illegal, or abusive, they can block it here in Kuwait. And then, of course, there's also the Ministry of Interior, which has law enforcement and security functions. And uh, they are responsible for executing sanctions, so including blocking access to online platforms. And in case of violation of the criminal and security laws and regulations, which it is responsible here in Kuwait. So okay. those are kind of a broad overview of some of yeah. the, the players. Sure. So I, I guess in terms of the telecoms regulator, Citra, and the Ministry of Interior, am I correct in understanding that Citra's function in terms of potentially blocking content comes from its role as being responsible for the internet? in Kuwait, whereas the Ministry of Interior's potential role in blocking content, it's more about, you know, criminal or state security type content that it would be seeking to block. Is, Correct. Is that yes, right? that is right, okay. Nick. Yes, yes. So they kind of have parallel ability to block content depending on the basis for which the blocking is being sought. Is that, mm-hmm. does that sound right? Yeah. Okay. And then you mentioned the Ministry of Information and its licensing. And I think you said that it's responsible for licensing entities operating in the media sector in Kuwait, including media content production. So presumably what we're talking about here is if a business was, say, making movies in Kuwait, it would need to get a license from the Ministry of Information. Or if there was, say, a Kuwait homegrown content platform, let's say showing local movies or, or, or whatever, it would also need to get a permit or a license from the Ministry of Information. Yes, exactly. And, you know, we've seen a lot of interest in Kuwait for doing more of these kind of um, activities. And it's very exciting because, as you know, uh, in the 1970s or so, Kuwait was a hub of um, this kind of media and, and great movies. And so really coming back to that, it's very exciting. Yeah, I think um, Kuwait does have a bit of a, a golden age of cinema thing going on, yes. and, and, and you know, historically. I, I guess just on that idea of the Ministry of Information licensing entities operating in the media sector in Kuwait, my assumption, you know, based on what I know about Saudi and, and other countries in the region, is that the, the Ministry of Information would really be focused on licensing in-country, on-the-ground type operations and not necessarily extending to, say, foreign platforms that are available to subscribers or or viewers within Kuwait. Is is that correct? Exactly, exactly. And I think later on we will discuss um, some examples here um, and how it does not extend to a foreign media sector. Okay, interesting. And I guess then that's probably a a good point in which to get into the topic of the content standards and the censorship. So we've we've spoken now about the fact that the Ministry of Information licenses people to to do things like in the media space. And we've also talked about the ability of Citra, the telecoms regulator, to, um, you know, block content that's perhaps offensive based on its powers as the entity 
or the authority responsible for the internet in Kuwait. And we've also talked about the Ministry of Interior dimension, which also has powers of blocking, say, criminal law, um, you know, terrorist security related content, etc. And presumably, you know, Citra would also block that type of stuff. Um, but I just wondered in terms of content that's offensive, etc. can we talk a bit about what might be considered offensive in a in a Kuwaiti context, you know, is it fair to say that Kuwait is a, a bastion of liberal thought when it comes to media content, or is it is it a little bit more conservative than that? Well, in Kuwait, content should not be contrary to the morals and public policy here. And uh, we look primarily at law number uh, eight of 2016, which is the electronic media law. And the electronic media law references um, a 2007 and 2006 law, which is the audiovisual media law and publication law, which uh, discusses some of these uh, content standards. Um, and for instance, um, uh, some of the standard, you know, it pro prohibits uh, broadcasting uh, prejudice or ridiculing God, Quran, prophets, inciting to overthrow the country's system of government, advocating the use of force. Um, embracing doctrines aimed at unlawful destruction of statues in Kuwait, and uh, there are a number of um, of lists such as such as that. You know, just um, also anything contrary to morals in in these laws. So I think um, there are certain um, I don't know how to say it exactly, but I mean the Kuwait red lines or something. Yes, perhaps. red lines. Yep. Yes, that's a good point. <laughs> yep. uh, red lines. Uh, I mean the Kuwait Constitution, however, allows for the promotion of freedom of expression, and it also ensures unhindered access to information. So the uh, the Constitution is is promoting freedom of expression within the law related to um, these sort of things. There there are some some red lines, but um, Overall, uh, that is, uh, those are some thing, considerations as far as content standards in yeah. Kuwait. Yeah. And I mean, that sounds very similar to what we encounter in other jurisdictions in the region. Um, you know, that idea that on, on the one hand, there's often reference to, you know, freedom of expression, freedom of information type considerations. But then, you know, we, we also find reference to things like well, the items that you've listed that mm -hmm. are potentially red lines in terms of, um, uh, you know, what's acceptable. And, you know, I guess it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a balancing exercise. And, and it could be that, um, you know, some content that outside the region might be considered totally legit might in the region be considered problematic. I think uh, one thing you mentioned, you said unlawful destu destruction of the, the statutes. Um, and I'm, I, I'm not sure if listeners would have heard statues. I think unlawful destruction of statues, I'm, I, I'm, I suspect, is a problem. But that's sort of basically talking about um, overthrowing the constitution type type stuff. I've 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 mm -hmm. seen that right, um, provision. Yes. So um, look, that's really interesting. I guess one of the things that we sometimes encounter is a situation where content from outside is available to users in the jurisdictions in which we operate. And it might be content that isn't neatly, well, that it might be content that, you know, very clearly doesn't fall within the parameters that, you know, are, are by law acceptable. So, um, you know, it could be that it, it undermines the, the local moral sort of expectations and, and that type of thing. 
and you know i've encountered that in saudi i've encountered it in the uae i i wonder in in a and i guess it's particularly common in terms of foreign content that's available on international streaming platforms obviously you know local platforms would be particularly careful about ensuring that any content they make available is lawful but for the foreign platforms particularly when uh, you know if if the platforms are located or operated from outside the respective jurisdictions the you know the expectation that they might need to comply with some of these requirements you know it's it's a little bit different and i just wondered whether in kuwait you've you've got any examples of at a practical level how um you know how, how would the kuwait authorities treat content that on its face is non-compliant with the the local um expectations um but is still being made available to um you know viewers or subscribers within within the country that's a really great point nick um so although some of these considerations may not be directly applicable to foreign online streaming platforms if the local authorities find that the content available um has violated any of those uh, restrictions we were discussing previously it could block the platform And another point is that uh we are aware of at least one instance of an individual filing a case here in Kuwait in Kuwait court demanding that the uh platform be blocked it was an online streaming platform uh be blocked in Kuwait uh because it featured immoral content that undermines traditional values and it was actually an Arabic movie and uh only recently i believe it was june 8th that case was thrown out but uh the kuwaiti lawyer he had he had brought this case um against the kuwait government and he was saying that they should block that online streaming platform and um the the court threw it out so that's kind of interesting so that's one example and another example just, is oh, yes sorry but before you go on to the the other example i think that example it's particularly interesting because first of all the content was made available on an international streaming platform yes. so viewers in kuwait could could watch it but none of these regulators that we've talked about so for example citra um you know appears not to have taken any steps to block that content however a, a concerned member of the public who happened to be a lawyer decided that they would take a case which i believe listed citra and I don't yes. know if they also listed Ministry of Information and Ministry yes. of Interior you know as parties to this um uh, you know to this claim so essentially that lawyer filed a claim against those government entities basically saying guys do you do your job properly you should be mm-hmm. blocking this type of stuff now from what you've said I understand that the the court basically threw that out is is that right Yes, so it was a uh, June 8th. Um the the case was was thrown out. Um I don't know um what the next steps are with it, but um yeah, it, it appears that uh <laughs> this uh, Kuwaiti lawyer was was not successful at least at the moment. Um now in the future, I don't know if there will be a uh, new legislation or uh, additional changes. Um but at this time, um as of June 8th 2022 that uh, that's the situation yeah well that's i mean that's interesting i mean it's good from the platform operator's perspective i guess because mm-hmm. it shows that the local and i don't know whether it was decided on some sort of technical um consideration but it does seem to indicate that the local courts 
don't view the the local authorities responsible for media content type things as being responsible for um, you know content coming in from outside i don't know if we can take such a broad you know conclusion from this particular case like i say it could be that it was decided on some you know formality rather than on what appears to be the case but at first glance it does look like it, it sort of indicates the authorities aren't particularly interested in content coming in from outside from a, a regulatory content regulatory perspective yeah it's a very interesting uh, space to watch and um, as far as the uh, other example i wanted to mention was um, there's another animated film that i understand uh, they were planning on coming to local theaters. And um, I know that uh, the UAE has banned this film. Uh, Kuwait, from my understanding, uh, may be expected to ban this film. But if um, they refuse to edit out scenes featuring a LGBTQ character and content. So if that the LGBTQ uh, character remains in this uh, animated film, uh, there's speculation that Kuwait will, will ban it. But um, it's an interesting space to watch, and uh, there are a lot of uh, changes, and um, it's an evolving situation. So yeah, I mean that one. It is interesting because I, I mean, first of all, I understand it's an animated movie rather than um, sort of real life. But that sort of cartoon dimension aside, I think um, you know you could imagine a situation where it was to be released in cinemas. And then, of course, uh, Ministry of Information would have on the ground sort of censorship responsibilities. But mm -hmm. if the same content was released by a platform, a streaming platform operator located outside in an unedited format, yes, you yeah. could imagine that based on what we were talking about a moment ago, the local authorities would would say, well, not our responsibility to regulate that. So on the one hand, yes, if it's being released in cinemas, then you know you could expect it to be blocked or or there would be an expectation of the relevant content being edited out but the exact same movie could in its entirety be made available to viewers in kuwait you know on a on a streaming platform is, is that basically exactly right? yes yeah, yeah that's that's okay. my understanding yeah. curious yeah. all right well look that's really interesting i i guess um you know a lot of what you've talked about is really similar to what I see in Saudi and similar to what we see in some of the other jurisdictions. And I don't think, I mean, some of the sort of content regulatory considerations might be different to what you find in other countries, although, you know, other countries do have their own, you know, red lines that, that might be drawn. But I think that, you know, it's, it's interesting that there's, there is so much similarity around the region, but I think also around the world, different regulators in this space, uh, you know, they find it challenging in terms of how to find a balance between you know this global digital economy that we live in and and the the digital streaming ecosystem and local concerns about i mean whether it's local concerns about content regulatory issues or whether it's local concerns about digital tax etc um that whole regulation of the uh, of the digital space is really quite challenging so i wouldn't be surprised in the region if we did see more attempts to perhaps manage what's coming in from outside of, of this nature, um, much as we may see it elsewhere, you know, in other countries outside the region. Absolutely, yes. Okay, well, look, I think um, on that cherry note, we can probably wind things up. I hope that um, the listeners found this 
to be interesting. And um, you know, if there are any aspects of what we've raised today or any other similar topics in the region that might be of interest to you, then please don't hesitate to get in touch. So I'm Nick O'Connell and I've been joined by Margaret McKenzie and uh, thanks for tuning in today. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Tamimi Talks. Stay updated with all the latest legal news and developments on our social media channels.